0: Under cold Midwest skies, something lurks through the dark. From the rolling hills to the flatlands, they move through the fields. They
1: are cryptids of the corn. Alright guys, welcome back. I'm Justin. And I'm Jay. And this is Cryptids of the Corn. This week we're going to do something we're going to call the Midwest Cryptid Mashup. There we go. So, every once in a while we're going to pull a couple of these cryptids that have that are real interesting, but there might not be a lot on them. So it's like, you can't do a full episode on it. Like, like uh, you just, we, we can't. So we're going to put two or three of them together. Little short stories. Yeah. And see, not taken away from this story but like uh they may only been seen once or twice or they're just not a lot of reports from the area they came in uh anything to say jay i'd uh, say so let's get into it all right our first guy is gonna be sinkhole sam and he's up in my probably top five favorite cryptids now for no in particular reason he's definitely in the top five at names yeah I think that's what the big selling is. Yeah, it's just fun to say. So, Sinkhole Sam, he is from Inman Lake, also known as Sinkhole Lake. That, wait, uh, state. Kansas. Okay, okay, there we go. Yeah. So, he's from Inman Lake, Kansas. The lake is also known as Sinkhole Lake, that's how I got his name. It is the, well, let me make sure. Yeah, it is the biggest natural lake in uh, in Kansas left. Um, and yeah, I'll read you a little thing about the lake. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about Kingsman State Lake, which is about fifty miles straight north in Kansas. Uh, but that's a different guy. Uh, lake info: Inman Lake is a small lake in Mac Parish and County, Kansas. It's uh, two point five miles northeast of the city of Inman. Surface area approximately uh, half a, or a quarter of a square mile. It's the largest natural lake in the state. Um, yeah, that's pretty much that. It's it's a giant part of the McParrish and uh, Valley wa- or wetlands. It's a humongous wetlands. It's super important for waterfowl migration. It's up there for it's a, one of the, a giant stopping spot for waterfowl migration. Um, a little history about the area, Kansas before we got there, is basically all one big wetland. When you think of Kansas, what do you think of? Right. You think of cornfields and flat. Yeah, the grasslands. Yeah. And Kansas is a, a, a crater... They're called a... No, let me... It's crater hole? Pothole. Pot they're full of pothole lakes. Oh, okay. Which are these tiny little lakes, but they're everywhere. And a lot of times they're interconnected. Hmm. So... Uh, I know. And what, what do you mean, the, inter, like under under the ground interconnected? Most time, not. No, it's like surface water, like wetlands. Oh, okay, okay. So there's like little streams and stuff feeding into each of them. Gotcha. So your populations of invertebrates and fish are shared mm-hmm, amongst all those yeah. Uh They're not a closed system. Um, that has dramatically changed over the last you know 200 years. Mm-hmm. But Kansas uh, sink or Inman Lake is the largest natural lake left. So that kind of gives you a little credit if something big is living in there, which we'll get to. So the descriptions of Sam, he is rather large, uh, 15 feet in length, most of the descriptions, you know, sometimes 10, sometimes 20. So most of them say 15. Around two foot in diameter. diameter. Okay, okay. So that's, everybody, we're holding up our hands to show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know that helps you guys at home. Uh, you know, it's two foot. It's It's... Sure, sure. About yeah. It's about as white as a person. Yeah. Um, dark in color. And some reports say a segmented body, like an earthworm. Okay. Uh, some reports don't. It kind of gets tossed back, more snake-like or more worm-like. So what, like one or the other? Yeah. Okay. And um, a lot of people end up calling him a big snake, but I think that's more because the body plan. It's basically a big, long... Tube. Tube, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's a worm or a snake. Hmm. Um but, but it's it's in the water, like underwater. Yeah, he's aquatic. Okay. Uh there are there was a a little story I didn't put it in because there wasn't much on it. But uh he has been seen on like beaches and stuff. Like up on the beach? Yeah. Okay. Not very far from water. Mm hmm. And we'll talk about a possible culprit that likes to do that. Hmm. You don't know it. I guarantee you don't know it. I can't... Me... I guarantee 99... Are any of you a biologist at home, you may know this animal. If not, it's... They're so secretive. Is it some sort of salamander? Ooh. Technically, no. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> My one <laughs> um, shot in the
1: dark. <laughs> not too far off. But, uh... Like I said, Kansas was really... Lakes, rivers, small streams, wetlands. It was completely covered in water. Um... And there are a lot of caverns that people believe are connected to Sinkhole Lake. Hmm, okay. So, people have their own versions of how Sinkhole Sam originated from. A lot of people think he's from the caverns. Underneath the ground, okay. Um, Our first real accounts are from the 1920s. They don't really have any hard dates. I went on a couple different websites and stuff, and they kind of hop back and forth. So, I just said in the 1920s. Okay, that's fair enough. Because uh, I know they, they were all in the 1920s, So, but it's arguing whether it's 21 or 22 or 20, you know. Yeah. Um, it came from uh, two fishermen that saw the creature in the, uh, in the sinkhole lake. And that's pretty much all they said. They seen a big serpentine animal swimming around. Excuse me. Uh, they weren't scared of it, um, but they did see it. Uh, following this event, I, I as far as I can understand, that same year, just a little bit later on in the summer, uh, Albert, uh, I you know how good I am with names, it's your Newfield fi- and <laughs> George Rieger, uh, also claimed to see the creature, claiming it's fifteen feet long, and as round as an automobile tire. Okay, oh, that- this is the nineteen twenties. So, oh, so you gotta kind of factor on what their yeah, tires look yeah. like. Are, or, a little smaller. Were they? Yeah, because they were really big at first, and then they got kind of small. Gotcha, okay. Um, a lot of locals, theorize Sam, is some kind of prehistoric creature. They got left uh, because it's the last giant natural lake in the the Midwest, the West, you know. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it could yeah. be a holdout. Um, sightings have basically slowed down and eventually stopped in the 50s, leading people... It's just so weird. People think he either went back to the caverns, he left, or, or he died. Died, yep. And there's a lot of the tiny little reports I didn't add, because I'm trying to make these things a little more streamlined. Sam was very much talked as a real creature, not like how people talk about Bigfoot and stuff like that. I, mean, I know it's a real creature, but, you know, people talk about Bigfoot as a fun, su- uh, you know, a right. fun subject, not a biological subject. A lot of the locals seem to really just think like, yeah, you've seen Sam, okay. Right, yeah. Like That's why nobody did anything about Sam. Like, we're going to talk about another a bonus little creature here in a second that people seem to care about. And they, neither of these creatures did anything. Mm-hmm. Like, single Sam didn't attack anybody, didn't do anything aggressive. He swam by a couple boats. And that's it. Yeah. And, yeah. So, keep in mind, this is a hundred years ago. That's crazy. Because when I start talking about some other things, I want you to remember the time. Alright. We're going to talk about a similar creature that's only fifty, less than 50 miles away in the same watershed. Okay. So, feasibly, uh, a large er creature, not like a whale, but a larger creature could uh, traverse these to get to each other. And this is uh, the Kingsman State Lake... It's about 50 miles south of Inman. I might have said north, over there it's south. Um, the state lake, while well, not a naturally occurring lake, was formed. Basically, they took a naturally occurring marsh and made it a lake. Like Just we did with the lake or
0: something? Yeah.
1: Okay. So, Indian Lake's by us in Ohio. Uh, that's how it was. It was a natural lake that we expanded on. We took out the wetland that was around it and made mm-hmm. that a lake, too. Um... Both in the early 1900s and in the late 1960s, several counts of large snake-like animals were reported. Eyewitnesses accounted the snake's varying size. Uh, some have said it was the size of a large python, and others had said that it was uh, a girth so large that even a tractor could not run it over. So oh. then you're talking <laughs> about like a a snake with the head of a, a Volkswagen. Uh in the late 1960s a large search for large snakes was conducted in the area and surrounding wetlands. No snakes other than no native species were found. Uh a lot of people started believing that this was a escaped python
0: that just grew and grew and
1: grew. No, yeah, I'm those traveling circuses and stuff had rock and burmese pythons that were 20 foot long. Oh okay. So some people kind of knew that there was these big snakes out there already. Yeah. So they they I think hmm. by the '60s that's what they jumped on onto. Uh, they were looking for a python. Yeah, it's a believable enough story. The easy. '20s they were still there still pythons in circuses, but it was very very rare to even see one, let alone you know you're in Inman, Kansas <laughs> to know that a python exists. Right. And then you know sixty or so forty years later, you know it's they they knew these creatures existed. The creature has never been given a popular name. The people of the area did not like it. Okay. This was not a fun thing. Yeah. And I don't understand why. I never found any reports of it hurting, killing you know, livestock. I never found any reports of it doing anything. Mostly just people seeing it means being scared. People didn't like a bigger snake. Yeah. Um, how? But some people believe that Sinkhole Sam and the Kingsman Lake Monster are the same animal, and if not the same species. Hmm. Um, a lot of people from uh, Inman latched on to the Kingsman and think that's where Sam moved. Oh, they okay. fully believe that's Sam. Yeah, they don't. Like, some think it's the same species, but a lot of people think that that is Sam, the same creature and mm-hmm. everything. Uh, he just moved on. Yeah. Over time, such sn- uh, snakes have you know really gone down. However, the Kingsman Lake area has had a Mothman, Bigfoot. Uh, mysterious creatures in trench coats have all been reported. Mysterious creatures in trench coats. Yeah, figures and creatures. They kind of. So I think I like, get in like an injured cold vibe. Looks very human, but when you're looking at them, you're like, yeah, you're not a person. Yeah, something's off. Yeah, uh, in the Kingsman State Lake area. Hmm. And before we, I mean, that's pretty much it for the stories. Yeah. Like I said, that's why I kind of added the Kingsman Lake, because there's just not a lot to Sinky, Sinky whole Sam. <laughs> uh, I love him. I love him to death. It's just there's cause... a couple early depictions of him, like, uh, like, uh, um, com- S- or not comic book cards. S- sketch, yeah. sketch drawings. Yeah. Like... And he just looks so happy. <laughs> like a big smile on his face or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> and what are... it's very weird how he gets described, because I'm going to talk about some stuff here in a minute. I, I, I won't jump ahead. So, real quick, we're just going to talk about the Kingsman Lake area may be a portal area. And if you run these circles, you know what that is. Uh, basically, a lot of people believe that some or most cryptid creatures, mysterious things, UFOs, may be interdimensional. Mm-hmm. And we have these spots that are kind of like weak spots. And stuff kind of pours through. But it seems very weird to have everything from, like, an Injured Cold to Mothman, Men in Black, and to, Bigfoot. To single stam and big worms. And, yeah, big worms and snakes. Yeah. In this area. So that's uh, that's what I got to say about it. It may be a portal area, if you believe in that. Uh, I don't know about this area being a portal area. I think there may be something to that theory.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I don't know about this area, because I feel like... It just is really... It's weird. It's weird, but it's not like... not woo-woo weird yeah it well it's
0: it does make you kind of think about all the areas that do have like the high activity with Mm -hmm. what that could be considered portals usually the common things are as uh running
1: water and things like Mm -hmm. that in the area so i mean it it does have a lot It has underground caverns with water yeah Well, you wonder what's going on under the surface so yeah it's just something. Maybe we'll even go into it in a different episode. Mm-hmm. Really looking to portal areas, and this may be one of them. But I just wanted to bring that up because I knew I knew somebody at home would think about it too. And I, t- as soon as I seen Mothman, Bigfoot, mysterious figures in trench coats, yeah. men in black, like, and and a giant worm, something's uh, yeah, something's afoot here. Yeah, Tremors.
0: Yeah, oh, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I love Tremors. Tremors one, Graboids, and two. huh? Graboids.
1: Graboids? Yeah, that's the name of the worms. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Um, So, the possibility of single Sam being a hoax? Probably not. The only reason I say this is that it was really talked about like a common animal. It didn't really do anything in the papers. Nobody, like, got famous from this. Nobody wanted to be famous from this. Nobody came out and kept telling their single Sam story, you know, like, like uh, what, what was it? Albert and the other guy were like, you know, they said like, yeah, we seen him. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the the vibe I got off the whole situation. Nobody, how do I, don't know if I can say, it. nobody cared. Or yeah, no, no one wanted to
0: make it like their story or their yeah. thing where they didn't think about it like that. It's yeah.
1: like uh, a guy in Arkansas seeing an alligator. Yeah, yeah, I seen an alligator. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of alligators, but, but there's alligators. Right. Yeah. Um, so, a famous thing you're going to get with me, and it seems like, I'm not doing it on purpose, but I did a lot of biological work before this, so it seems like every cryptid, you're getting a biology lesson. So I have a whole group of creatures that could be Sinkhole Sam, and I'll just kind of describe them to you. This is, uh, I'm not too confident on any given one of these, except one. Okay, one fits Sinkhole Sam's description perfectly. But they don't get that big, and they're not natives of America. But I just think it's weird that it's like the same animal. Huh. Uh, we're well, first we're gonna talk about greater sirens. And anybody at home, you wanna look these up. Uh, greater siren. Just type in greater siren salamander. They're not salamanders. Ah. But if you don't type that in, you'll get like a like a, uh, a police siren or something. Hmm. So a siren is an amphibian. So they are an amphibian, but they're not salamanders. They are extremely uh, long tubular bodies. basically like a big long sausage. Greater sirens get up to five feet long. Okay. They do have gills on their head, and they only have front little tiny legs. They don't have any back legs. So it's basically a uh, a snake with gills. Almost like a mudskipper? Yeah, but a lot bigger. Well, yeah. And tiny legs. Okay. Um, Historically, they were very close to this area in Kansas, and these... I'm going to talk about another species here in a minute. They're very cryptic animals. That so means even we know where they are, they are extremely hard to find. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the reticulated siren, which is a, a animal out of Florida that gets just as big as the greater siren, was just discovered in 2016. Oh, wow. Discovered? Yeah. Oh. Even- one, one guy caught one in the 70s. A uh, herpetologist, which is the studier of reptiles and amphibians, caught one in the 70s and tried to write a species description and could not catch another one. Hmm. So they got written off as a greater siren with a weird color pattern. Hmm. And then they found a couple more in the in 2016. Wow, that's... In a swamp like where they were years. doing salamander research. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: So that rare.
1: Yeah. They that's were looking odd. for them.
0: Yeah. And they couldn't find them. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome.
1: And I went out to catch them uh in Arkansas, Louisiana and in areas where they are at. Yeah. And they are they're extremely hard to catch. Did you ever find any? No. Okay. And it and I tried, me and Nick tried I ate a lot. Oh, I believe it, yeah. Um, and they're just hard to catch. I mean you tried to catch a Great Lake monster. Yeah, well I only tried that once and I got the hook got stuck. <laughs> uh this I ran probably fifty traps for them over a week and a half. Mm. Mm-hmm. Never got one. I never got one. I had everything else in these traps from a raccoon to a bowfin. Oh, nice! And the hole is like two inches wide, and there's like a two-pound bowfin in there. Yeah, I think a I think a redneck put that bowfin in there because in Little Arkansas I'm known as the bowfin man. Oh, so I yeah. think he found one of my baskets and put a bowfin in there just to mess with you. I think he did, which is fine. I get it. <laughs> um, the next animal, which is just as cryptic, it's called an antphiuma.
0: Antphiuma.
1: Amp. Oh, amp. Fee. Fee. Yum. Ah. Uh, uh amp feuma. They're another uh salamander. Or not a salamander, they're another amphibian. Mm-hmm. Um good luck spelling that, guys. <laughs> they get uh upwards of five to six feet long. They are extremely warm, like even in color. They have a very slender head with almost no eyes. Uh but it's almost a dog shaped head, which Sam gets drawn out a couple, like sometimes. Um they get big. They will go onto land to get food, okay. But they look just like an eel or a worm. Their legs are vestigial, so they just have these tiny little nubs. Okay. They look like nothing. Yeah. Um, they will bark. Hmm. They don't have vocal cords. So they'll actually fill up their lung and then they'll like squeeze it out real fast, so it sounds like a bark. I had one as a pet for a while, and it oh, came out. It'd come out and eat and go back in the tank. Uh, we got rid of them because they would break out. Wow. Uh, How long ago did you have this? It was a couple years ago. Okay. Hmm. I had two of them. Oh, sweet. Okay. Uh, Yeah, they're pretty neat. Uh, They're cool animals. They are extremely cryptic and hard to find. They are a lot more common than sirens, though. Yeah. In numbers. um, They're actually species of snake that that's almost their exclusive diet, is amphiumum. Oh, wow. And there's one-toed amphium, two-toed amphium, and three-toed amphium, and they get bigger the more toes they have.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. So, and then, again, Never... historical range puts them close to the area. Never even heard of this creature. They're both wetland animals; they love that kind of stuff. Another one: American eels. They get six foot long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very worm-like, snaky. Uh, native to Kansas. It just, yeah, I throw that out there. Uh, we talked about American eels. Did a uh, last for, episode for Sinkhole Sam. Did you give a description on how long it was? Fifteen feet. Fifteen feet. Okay, and that's. I'll talk about that at the end here in a second. Uh, the other one is escaped pythons you know there it is a chance it has happened obviously that's why there's such a big problem with it in florida and louisiana mm-hmm. and stuff um it'd be really hard in the 20s not impossible but it you know it it could it feasibly could happen yeah now do pythons uh they swim in the water oh yeah okay they love being a, they love water oh okay cool um and, and there's stuff like boas which do get just as big in most cases they love water too they they're both they love water yeah. Uh, they're fine with it. They can hold their breath a long time. They can sit right at the bottom. Oh, okay. Another one I'm going to talk about is another amphibian, and they have, they're have they called Cecilians. Cecilians? Cecilians. Cecilians? Yeah. Okay. Uh, with a C. C-A-E-C-I-L-I-A-N. They look identical to the sketch. They're the only amphibian that has uh, segments to the body. Oh. They look like big worms. Uh, there are ones that are fully aquatic. There are ones that are terrestrial. There's one that they're both. Hmm. Um, They're in South America. They're in Asia. And they're in Africa. They are not in the US. And they're not in Europe anymore, anymore. As far as we know of. Yeah. Uh, fossil records for them is very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just not a lot to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're crazy. They're crazy animals. Look them up. Uh, that is a possibility for a single Sam is some relic population of North American Sicilians. Mm hmm. I think it'd be more likely he's a giant species of eel... Yeah. ...than that. Why is that... Why, why do you think... What makes you come to that conclusion? Uh, because we don't have any false records for any Sicilians getting that big, any Sicilians being here. Okay. But we think when Africa and South America split is why... Sicilians in South America and not North America. Hmm. So that's an old, it's an old, old, old creature. They're very, very old. They're very basic. Are they still around? Yeah. Okay. I, I've had them before. Uh, oh, as pets too? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are venomous. They're crazy. They got venomous. glass teeth. Glass teeth? Yeah, they have a crystalline teeth structure. Wow. Uh, you you know the, the chest burster um, from Alien? Yeah, yeah. That's what they are modeled after. Oh, wow. Okay. And they smile. Oh, that's not creepy. They always have a smile. Yeah, not at all creepy. And Single Sam's always paying with a smile. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and so people don't know that. They actually always smile. It's just how they look. Yeah. That's how their jaw is designed. So they're always. Resting. No eyes. Smile face. They do have eyes, but they're under their skin. Under the skin? Yeah, it's weird. Hmm. They're weird animals. So they sense morning? Any- or oh, can they see? Or. Nah. I don't understand how they exist. <laughs> I think they're their own thing. It's an old world, old world creature. And they they're around. Uh, they fill their skin with when they have they have live babies. Uh, when they are about to have birth, they'll fill their skin, their outer layers of skin with fat. Mm-hmm. and That's what their babies will eat. Okay, as their mom's skin. Yeah. So they literally look like they're ripping their mom apart. Right. Yeah. They're horrible little monsters. Wow. Yeah. If anybody thought that cryptids are weird, I guarantee you a hundred percent there's real life animals that will blow your mind. Yeah, they're just as weird, if not weirder. Weirder. There's nothing that's a cryptid that I can think of that's <laughs> below, like, super, supernatural levels mm-hmm. that you can't explain with nature. That's not really, not out of this world. Yeah. This world has produced life forms that we don't even understand to this day. hmm But that's enough for the biology lesson. All right, Jay, what's your thoughts on Sammy? Well, um, I don't know what the creature is, Although that
0: last one, the Sicilians, C- 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 mm-hmm. I think that sounds pretty. I've never, I, first of all, I've never heard any of these creatures or a couple of these that you're uh, describing. That could be never even heard of them, which is a pretty fun little thing. But if it's 15 foot long, which maybe
1: maybe it wasn't that big. Oh, maybe. that's what I was gonna say. Is that first off, people are horrible. Yes. With uh, sizes.
0: And, Second off, people yeah. are
1: worse in the water with sizes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I. I, there's a guy that was describing an eight foot pipe to me. <laughs> eight footer? Yeah. yeah. Like, okay.
0: Well, I, I guess you never know what it could have been. I mean, you, you never know. It yeah. was an eight foot. It right. was an eight foot. Yeah, or it, it wasn't a bike. It wasn't what? a pike. you seen an alligator or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe
1: there's a big sturgeon that came up. I don't know. I mean, maybe. People are. People have a lot of trouble, especially when they get excited. Oh, yeah. Realize what they're looking at. Mm hmm. I mean, I'm sure I'd be even guilty of that. I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a fisherman. It's what yeah. you do.
0: Spent the aquarium. That shark was 12 foot long. Mm-hmm. It's really, you know, seven.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. It's bigger than you. Yep, that's all you know. It's That's big. So amphium and sirens do get six, you know, five and six foot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, pythons, they get 15 foot pretty easy. Yeah. So that's not even out of the question for them, being that size. And they can slither on the land and move around mm-hmm. like no problem. Uh, they only can make it one winner, though. What's it, uh, what, on land? Like, they're just, they're gonna die in the winter. Oh, so yeah. So, it'd be a one-year deal. Oh, okay. So, it probably wouldn't go to 15 In Kansas, feet. yeah. Well, I mean, if it, it was a 15-footer, they escaped. Yeah. Because they don't you normally have the little guys for the shows. It would well, be... probably true, yeah. You want the big ones. Okay.
0: Um, well, I don't know what the creature could be, other than it might be it's just its own thing. That's not even on your list mm-hmm. of things. It could no, be...
1: I, this is just some natural animals that exist that kind of fit that description. Description, Yeah, Which, yeah, I mean... And I'm more do that, not saying that this is what single Sam is. I just do it to show people that there are animals you probably don't know about that are real, that that are out there. And that just
0: happened just now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, oh, no, it's a cool little creature, and the name is the coolest. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm more interested in the um, caverns and stuff that
1: connect underneath and all that, because... They're not very explored... Yeah, uh, they're fully uh, submerged in water, as far as we can tell. Okay. So it's not one we can go in and look around. Right, yeah. Um, you ever hear about, it's like in China, I think, it's called like the
0: Longyu Caves. It's like a cave system.
1: If I, not, I probably have, I just can't think of it.
0: Well, the legend is like, uh, they always talked about, in this like small area, I guess, like I think a very rural China town in China, and they talked about these... Uh, lakes out there and they said they were bottomless or endless and like there was one guy that just was obsessed over it and he decided to like gather up the town like money from the town and the people and stuff and to buy a pump to pump out the lake and just to see what was down there see if it really was endless and I guess he pumped it you know for days and finally the water was lower and he got, got down in there well when he got down in there it was like a fully carved out like cave like with you know people on the walls like doing like the, like, pillars and stuff mm-hmm. carved out. Everything was just like you'd see, like, in the old, like. Yeah. And. Is that with the terracotta soldiers? Nope. Not that. Okay. Nope. Um, I know what you're talking about the, they were buried in mud or something. Yep, they were, yeah. And they're all, like, those terracotta soldiers are all, like, seven foot tall. They're big. Like, they're really big, yeah. yeah. I, they might be bigger than that. And I think so. And, and I've seen pictures of people, and they're, like, towers. towering. And they're all individually, mm-hmm. made, like, unique, which is pretty awesome. But this one, this one's called Long, it's Long UK, so we'll, I'll show you after, but okay. anyways, like, those caverns, like, if they're all connected, who knows where they come from, but when you get into, like, the interdimensional stuff, and trying to compare that to, like, what we think of as biological reality, mm-hmm. I guess, what how we perceive the world, um, what's underneath, I don't, you don't know... Uh, I guess we don't really know what the world is what it's made of but when you get into like like that interdimensional stuff it's hard to explain it's even hard to think about in your head but like if you get down under the under the ground and where these caverns are you don't really know what's going to and from you know the other places i think like that opens up a potential for that to come from a different dimension or some other realm of reality that we're not used to like delving into or exploring mm-hmm.
1: and i do think there may be uh, a lot of cave life we don't understand. hmm Uh, another salamander, or another amphibian, the Olm of Russia. Olm? Olm. Okay. O-L-M. Okay. Uh, they, as far as we know, they don't, uh, they, we don't, we don't know how old they are. People estimate that most of the individuals we have witnessed are around 100 to 250 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've only ever seen one lay eggs once, and we've observed her for 75 years, and she's never been with a male. So they either hold genetic material that long for males, or they're asexual, we don't know. There's mm-hmm. only a, a little handful of these things. They eat twice a year, if that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russians, the only reason they're still around is that Russians first discovered them the early, and I, I'm going off the top of my head, but the early 1600s. Oh, wow. Okay. And thought they were baby dragons. Okay. Because they're basically like four or five foot long white oxlottles that are thin as a bone. Yeah. They're like stretched like Slenderman. Yeah. And Russians were like, okay, this is a cave of baby dragons. We, you know, we got, we got to get out of here. hmm And, uh, there's actually a little pile of gold and stuff at the front. Because huh. uh, people would offer them stuff. Yeah. Yeah. To appease them to go through the area. They really fully believe for hundreds of years that this is the lair, this is where dragons go to breed. hmm And they never had an issue with dragons. So, they took it that the gold was working. Right. Like, yeah. Like, okay, we're allowed to pass, just give them something. Right. Well, uh, yeah, and that's the only reason this species survived into modern days. Because it was, they were, I think it was really discovered they were looking for drinking water.
0: Mm hmm. they and, found the cave?
1: And they found drinking water, but they left it alone. Yeah. So, that was some very strong beliefs mm-hmm. to uh, not take advantage of a resource like that. Right,
0: yeah. And look, they're still around today because of that. Mm hmm. Ah, maybe that's why uh
1: Bigfoot's so superstitious. I keep him around. I there uh, that's a whole nother, I don't want to get into the Bigfoot topic <laughs> today cuz we don't have the time for this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Let's we'll take this single Sam and cuz Bigfoot is just an enigma wrapped in a mystery. Yep. Wrapped in government conspiracy. That's true, 100% true. All right, any other thoughts on Sammy? Um the last thought I thought
0: was interesting was that it stopped in the 50s. Okay, I haven't seen something since then. I wonder if it's
1: just not as reported to now. I wonder if people still... Uh, I think they're dead. Just completely dead or gone. Uh, that's the big problem with uh, amphium and sirens, for example. Mm-hmm. Is they're quite sensitive. They're wetland species. Wetland species are sensitive to change. Yeah, I was just going it say it changes. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's why they disappeared. Is just
0: because the environment's got a lot worse. Yep. Too, too too much
1: change, too quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. And I I mean, maybe they were treated back in the caves. Maybe yeah. they didn't. I lean more towards that there's some kind of amphibian life, because nobody ever talks about Sam coming up to breathe or, you know, doing anything with the surface. So amphibian do come up for air. Uh, sirens don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if aquatic Sicilians do or don't. They don't have external gills. But they may breathe their skin. I know terrestrial ones breathe their skin. Hmm. Yeah, but, I don't.
0: I don't. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Um. Hope he comes back. He's he's still out there, and his name's too fun just to sinkhole like Sam.
1: Yeah, that's what gonna be my next poster. Sinkhole Sam. All right, guys. We'll be back after the break with oil pit squids. Ooh. All right. All right, guys, we're back with oil pit squids. Uh, They're from the Delphi 9 GMC plant, or GM plant, sorry, GM plant. Like General Motors? Yeah. Okay. In Anderson, Illinois, or Indiana. Anderson, Indiana. I worked a lot in both states, so I get them. So I'm going to do a description here. So they're very squid-like uh length is six to eight inches, diameter about one inch, grayish red, uh, and tentacles, but they're not described as a squid or an octopus's tentacles. They're more like a riving mass of tentacles. Okay. Very odd. Like a nightmarish. Almost jellyfishy. Kinda, yeah. Tentacle-y. More more like a jellyfish, yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. So in February uh, February twenty sixth, nineteen ninety seven. An anonymous complaint was filed with the Indiana Department of Environmental Management, uh, specifically the Office of Solid and Hazardous Waste. From now on, it's I'm going to refer to the Indiana Department of Environmental Management as IDEM. So when you hear me say IDEM, that's who I'm talking about. Uh, we're also going to talk about the E uh, the EPA later, Environmental Protection Agency. I don't want to say you this 10,000 to more times, so... <laughs> Those are what these acronyms stand for. Against the Delphi 9 plant, a GMC plant 9. Uh, GM plant 9. I don't know why I keep saying GMC, because I think it's just GM at this point, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, which included uh, improper disposal of hazardous waste, hazardous waste being left and buried on walking trails nearby... Open hazardous waste or hazardous material barrels on the property. And the cherry on top was mutated animals in the oil sludge pits. Hmm. Uh, During the investigation by uh, by the IDEM, they had found out workers, had a worker had captured one of these creatures in a jar, but vanished before it made it back to the state lab for testing. The worker described it as a squid-like creature with lots of tentacles and an almost eye-like protrusion. You said it vanished? Yeah. And we'll get into this. I'll backtrack here in a minute. Okay. Uh, going So, right here. Going back to November of the previous year, 1996, uh, workers were cleaning out the sludge pits, which contained stuff like antifreeze, paint strippers, oils, uh, plastic particles, and other extremely harsh chemicals. Uh, and they found these squid-like creatures swimming around in the pit. Uh, they fit mostly the main description. Each one kind of has its own little unique description. Each person's seen something a little different, a little bigger, a little smaller, different shapes. Uh, the story was picked up by a local paper, the Anderson-Herald Bulletin, which is the town that's closest by, mm-hmm. uh, by reporter, Ken De... I'm... Ken DeLay Bassside. Tide. Close enough. Yeah. Okay. In March fourth edition, he covered the story. In the Marth fish, Marth, March fifth edition, had confirmed that a specimen had been collected. Ken got the an internal memo from the IDEM uh, confirming the creature of unknown origin and type had been collected. So he got a hold of this memo. That's not supposed to be, so internal memos are not supposed to be outside of the the organization. Mm-hmm. So he got a hold of something. And I couldn't find that, so who knows what it actually said. This is what the reporter said. Mm-hmm. I just want to make that clear. He never made the memo public. Oh as bad. far as I could find, so I don't want somebody to go out there and be like, it's right here. Like, I looked for that thing <laughs> for an hour and a half to make sure. Because I worked with both of these organizations in my previous jobs. So I wanted to see what that memo looked like, because I've, I've got memos for these people. Um, he also talked to a veteran of the of the plant that worked there for thirty years. He said yes, the creature was captured, placed in a jar where it had died. Uh, they had it for several days, but it was stolen. He then stated he uh, was completely shocked that anything could survive in these pits.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, Sharon Morton. Do you mean slow down at all? No. Okay. Sharon Morton was a, is the spokeswoman for the plant on GM's behalf. She quickly made a public statement saying these creatures were nothing more than a bacterial film that develops in fresh water. I want to make this clear. She said this from her office in Detroit, never having been to the plant. Mm. How convenient. Uh, yeah. And there, there, are, there is water in these pits. I want to make that clear. It's not just straight oil. Yeah, it's uh, it's all kinds of chemicals. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there is water, too. But yeah, anyways. But she said the bacteria is harmless, made this from her office in Detroit. Of course, of course it's harmless. Joe, so Joe Lynn Ewing of the IDM stated uh, he was not sure what to make of the creatures, but he was very concerned over the theft and deeply troubled GM may be responsible for the theft and is hiding something.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, with growing concerns, the, their big brother, the EPA, got involved. And I'll tell you right now, the EPA is not who you want investigating this stuff if you're the, on the other end. Because <laughs> yeah. they will get you. Yeah, you don't want them
0: coming down. On you. They will
1: get you. I've worked with these guys a lot. They have a lot of power. They will get you. Um, so the EPA got involved and got the same story the squids were not the only problem for the plant. Um, the investigation was going on and they covered multiple violations. So they got involved because of the squid, the mutated animals. But they found a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. But here's where the story, I know it kind of went quick. Here's where the story kind of goes for a ride. Yeah. Um, on March 12th, the IDEM... And EPA and other scientists were present and authorized the complete clean-out of these pits. So we have at least two organizations plus some other uh, public field scientists uh, authorized. They they wanted to see what was in these pits. Uh, I couldn't find dimensions, but they're quite large. The pits are? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, They completely cleaned out the pits. They see nothing like what was previously described. No mutants, no monsters, no aliens. Uh, The IDM representative stated that uh, they were there before, during and after the clean-out, and witnessed nothing. So once they got involved in early March, they didn't leave the site. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still only mid-March, so it wasn't like they were there for a ton of time. Right, years. But uh, he stated he feared... uh, This is Joe... Basically, he feared that all the evidence of these creatures were destroyed when they cleaned out the pit originally in November. Mm. So that's when they first kind of seen them as they were doing a pit clean-out. That's when one got put in a jar, and the rest of them probably went down into a containment vehicle and taken off-site. After this, mysteriously, all cases involving the plant with the IED or the IDEM and the EPA were closed, mm. including the wrongful handling of hazardous materials, and unsafe work environments. Oh, wow. Everything. It's Just... like a switch. They oh. didn't find these squids, but they had evidence of other wrongdoings. Mm-hmm. And those were still brushed under the rug. Uh. So that's the story, roughly. Uh, I trimmed a lot. A lot of little stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you right now, the EPA always, almost always, always gets their man. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if they only had wrong full handling of materials. They're gonna get you. Yeah. And for me, that's the just part. Of the EPA back down. Yeah, that's weird. Very weird. Uh, the IDEM. I you know once the EPA gets involved, they take a, they take a backseat. Well, how big is GM? You know. How- oh, it's giant. But this is the right after the right, what? year the Clean Water Act come out? Was it the ninety? Was it ninety six? Yeah, but so this is right when. EPA got all of its power and was really pressing down on things. But it makes you makes you almost wonder, uh, who who's
0: giving them, you know, the power in the first place? Where's it coming from? It could, mm-hmm. and is it coming from corporations like GM? Where, you know, it's their turn to get investigated and then
1: something like this happens where uh never mind. I think that it could be something like that. I think it was the EPA was really gunning on these things. Yeah. And I. Well, we'll talk about. Maybe. We'll, we'll wait. Well, I'm going to save that for final thoughts. What okay. I'm going to say. Okay, okay. Because it kind of involves the next stuff. Yeah, okay. So, but everybody was looking for these creatures. Uh, a bunch of site personnel said they'd seen them. And they were really weirded out by them. They didn't like them. Uh, they were. How to explain? Hard to look at. Okay. Uh, hmm. Turning your stomach. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's what a lot of people say, mutant stuff. Like I said, I've worked with the EPA a lot. I've worked with the IDEM, not as much. Uh, but I worked with the federal EPA a lot, and I worked with Ohio, Indiana, and Illinois state EPAs. Uh, there are state branches, and then there's the federal guys. I worked mostly with the federals. Oh, okay. And I worked with federal fish and wildlife. I didn't work... I wasn't an employee for any of these groups, Iowa worked for a third party entity that did sampling like and, da- and data collection for these groups. Contracting, yeah, basically. So I worked with these guys. Um It's just odd that everything stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts before I go on? Well
0: as as far as this the EPA or the creature just itself? All of it. All of it. Oh, I think, talk
1: for a minute.
0: I think it's a interesting story. You know, it, it made me think of. I wrote it down here. It made me think of The Simpsons uh, with the uh, mm. mutated fish and stuff are right outside of the plant, where it's literally pouring right into the little lake, and they're finding these mutated creatures. It's, is this inspiration for that? <laughs> you know, what I mean, for that episode,
1: that well, could be. And the Simpsons nearly do everything off of. Right,
0: or did the Simpsons uh, see this? Uh, I have to see when. Uh, that episode came out when those fish were first introduced, but did they predict this again or something? Is this well, another, the, I think
1: that episode came out, or that that movie was a movie. The Simpsons movie.
0: With a mutated fish?
1: Yeah, well, when they put the dome over the city. Oh, the EPA well, yeah. came
0: involved. Oh, true. Well, but, I mean, there's old episodes. Yeah, like they that. do have the mutated
1: fish forever. But. Yeah,
0: that's, it's been around for a while, so I wonder uh, which one came first, you know? Could be. The Simpsons are always they ahead predict, of it.
1: They predict everything
0: exactly. But that's that's what this ma- initially made me think of was that because and then I think they came in and like Mr. Burns and stuff had to like shut down like no no no, no don't investigate this It's like it's nothing to see here this is all fine it's normal and it's safe like one like, other
1: yeah other thing I'll tell you <laughs> is that it seemed to be like a lot of double talking in this story uh-huh. and that is because you have the IDEM yep and the EPA involved. And inside their self, they don't probably, they're probably not talking to each other.
0: I'm mm-hmm. going to be honest,
1: these groups don't normally talk to each other. They kind of, it almost seems they're always duking it out to yeah. see who's getting what. Because mm-hmm. it was originally the IDEM's case, and then the EPA swooped in. Uh, so you get one report that says, I got, yeah, it was stolen. Yeah, it went missing. Some say it was on its way to the lab when it went missing. Some say that uh, they never received the specimen to begin with. I was gonna ask that too. What it went missing?
0: I was thinking in my head like it disappeared, like it uh, got out, like it got out. But and that
1: is a possibility, and mm. I'll talk about that here in a minute. Okay. Because uh, there's a the thing I'm gonna talk about is I, I don't want to ruin it. Um, but I want to talk about when the IDEM labeled creature of unknown origin and type has been collected. Mm-hmm. That I think their story is they had it. And then it got it got lost in transit or whatever. When I when you collect stuff, it matters what group you're collecting stuff for. If you cannot ID it in the field, and I work with fish mostly, but there's invertebrates and stuff like that. It's mostly invertebrates. It all goes in a jar that says identify unidentified, Mm -hmm. and then it goes to a lab to be processed. Maybe six to ten months later. That's crazy. So, when you hear, I don't want, I guess my big point is when you you see a jar that says unidentified uh, organism, it that's not unusual. That's not like this big crazy thing. And I think like a lot of people grab on the story, that's like the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. I did this work. Uh, I wasn't on an invertebrate team. But yeah, it goes on a jar that says unidentified. Right. Because it's unidentified. It's but nothing out of the ordinary. It's like the guys I worked with, yeah, they could sit there and they could ID them all. But that's not, we're in the field, we got other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's just not, it's a collected, unidentified sample. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there, that that's not as big, once you do this kind of work, that's not as big of a point. It doesn't actually mean. Uh, it could, is... you know, it could mean what it, you think. Like, right, it, it like, could, but it, it doesn't it necessarily doesn't mean, yeah. mean that is what it it's is. It's not a big scary term or a big, you know, wonderful term. Yeah, not the end-all be-all, yeah. the whole case here. And so you got these two entities that are both speaking out about this one case and they're probably not talking to each other very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if at all. They yeah. may not be talking to each other at all. Yeah. Uh, they're not sharing notes, comparing notes. When I'm trying to think who I worked with. I think it was the EPA. I can't say what I was doing. But, yeah, they're they're not the best communicators yeah. for projects. Uh, they're just not. It's just, it's. I think it's just, it's just a government thing. They just don't talk to each other. Hmm. The government has its own problems. I know <laughs> yeah. we don't like the government as much as other people may like it. But yeah. even inside own organizations, there are problems. Like, they just don't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just could because, you know, Ted doesn't talk to anybody. And Ted's the only one that gets this, these papers across his desk.
0: Yeah. Because
1: Ted hates all of you. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but stuff like that. I mean, yeah, this stuff exists. This Stuff happens. Then, anything else um, before I go in? No, let's just keep, let's keep going on. What, what I just have, I have what these are. Oh, okay. I'm very confident that I know what this is. Okay. I've seen them. Is that what you're going to say next? Yeah. Okay. You want me to guess what I think it is? Yeah. First? So uh, you now you've heard the story. Okay. Uh, so Jay's going to give his guess at what he thinks these things are. I don't know this for a hundred percent. But I'm ninety-eight percent sure these are what these are. Um, I think it is a uh,
0: mutated uh, race of mermaid uh, squirrel frogs. Mermaid squirrel frogs. <laughs> no, I have no idea what gonna this write could that be. that down. Yeah, <laughs> I just made that up. Okay, uh, but it's either that or it's uh, a squid.
1: A squid. <laughs> the Oklahoma Octopus The what? The Oklahoma Octopus Oklahoma Octopus That's a whole other cryptid Oh, okay That one <laughs> killed somebody Okay, that'll be a feature episode mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, So, I'm gonna, like I said With Justin, you always get a biology lesson in these things <clears throat> And most of the time I don't say that this is 100% what a cryptid was mm. This time I'll, I'll, I'll say it This is what they were okay. The second I started reading the story <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> the government's trying to shut me down. Yep, yep, I know. Uh, they poisoned me. <laughs> uh, the second I started reading this story and read the descriptions, I knew 100% what this animal was. Okay. Uh, like I said, a lot of my work, I worked, I checked on the water outfall of nuclear power plants, coal refineries, the worst sewage plants in the Midwest, mm-hmm. Um and every time there was these creatures. Oh, okay. That love this stuff. I see them sitting purely nuclear runoff. I see them sitting in a sludge pit for a coal refinery. They had, it was mostly sulfuric acid and a little bit of water. And they're mm-hmm. sitting there loving life. Yeah. These creatures, uh, they have a couple names. Most people call them sewer worms, uh, tube effects worms, or ligike worms. Um, and that's a big, that's a big umbrella uh, group. It's not, and, and that's another a species. Uh, stuff like blackworms, which, uh, we've used for, to defeat baby oxlottles. Uh, they're, they're a two, are two perfect worm like heats. Uh, these guys love, love harsh environments, and they're tiny. They're like hair. Ah, oh, I think I might have seen a video on these. Yeah, before. I'm sure you have. Now they, so, they are the right color, first off. They're kind of that earthwormy, you know, they can be black, they can be red, they're more of that grayish, you know, grayish pink, grayish red. Yeah, grayish pink, brown. Um, they will, all the time, make these tight-knit balls in shapes. Yeah, that's what I've seen before. They'll tie themselves, and I've I've seen them softball and bigger. Okay. Uh, and they'll tie themselves in these knots, so they don't pull apart. Hmm. Um, I have seen them in the worst stuff, where there's no other life. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, they absolutely love harsh environments. These guys will be in, like, um, sewers, they're, um, sewers aren't that bad, comparative, when I'm talking about, you know, coal refineries and stuff. Right, yeah. Uh, any little bit of fresh water they have sitting beside these things, they'll be in.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, it may have took them a lot of time to get into the sludge pits, because they're not the best travelers. hmm And then that's probably why they disappeared after they cleaned it out. Right, yeah, they, uh, they own... breed very slowly. Mm, okay, uh, their whole goal is I'm tough, so I'm going to sit where nobody else is. How would they have gotten into it in the first place? Um, a lot of ways. Um, they they they're in every almost every sewage system now. So one wrong back flush or something, or they came up through a drain pipe. People yeah. have problems uh, with uh, them coming up through your drain pipes and through your, uh, your toilet and stuff, hmm. And getting in your house. Yeah, are they? And they uh... will. So when we talked about. The escaping. So let's say you put a ball, like you caught the ball of uh, worms. and you can pick them up. You can pick up a ball of them. They're mm-hmm. so tightly knit they don't fall apart like that. Yeah. Uh, literally, it feels like a hard mass of meat. Okay. Uh, it doesn't feel like ten billion little worms. Right. It feels yeah. like meat. Yeah. And pulsating meat. And they're, you put an that in a jar, and you walk away, and I'm assuming they put lit, holes in the lid. These lookies will actually climb out of these holes. Mm, okay. So they'll form little ladders and get out. Yeah. So you come back and the jar's empty. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, so to get back to why the case was probably dropped, is that the people they had going investigating did not know what they were looking at or for. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happens a lot with these things. They're just an investigator. They're more looking for, like, the open oil drums. And now there's these things of these mutated squids. Right, yeah. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. And then the higher-ups got there, and the actual scientists and biologists got there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my gosh. These, uh, we, we are looking for monsters. This is in the papers. Like, this is like, they're sewer worms. Yeah. And first off the people that are higher up and they probably have no idea what they are like so then that's probably why the case got shut down really fast cuz everybody looked dumb yeah uh, okay everybody involved looked very dumb mhm and so it probably was some kind of back thing like saying hey we're going to drop this so you fix everything yeah like you know you, you start putting lids on this you know you, here's here's the issues we don't want to press anything anymore um just fix it and be done yeah so that's probably what happened. I, that People sense. at home look up these tube effects worms, look at tube effects worm balls. Uh, they'll be fully out of water sitting like a ball. Yeah. And they'll actually form stuff, defensive circles and tubes and stuff. It's a defensive measure. So the reason they probably seen them... Okay, the reason they probably didn't see them until they were started messing around in the pit is because all these worms are like a mat. And then when they get stressed, they, they bunch up into a ball to look bigger. Okay. And they don't really swim, they can crawl, and I'm assuming that's what they've seen i'm I'm very confident in this one, yeah, uh, with how everything fell and everything how everything happened. If anybody else has a different thought, let me know what do you think about that now jay well it
0: it it does make a little bit of sense that with everything coming together like that, it
1: does. Paint a picture. Yeah, definitely could be that for sure. And I think it may be just because of what I've done, work, and I've worked with these groups, and I've yeah. seen these animals in person. Is uh, I wonder though, the those those worms. Like, did they uh, how
0: long have they been around? Do we know?
1: Oh three keyworms? key
0: worms. Yeah, forever for like forever, basically since. Are they there? I mean, they're
1: harsh. J- so they're uh, is their
0: job to like get rid of that stuff?
1: Like, no, they're they're uh, what was the word? Don't. They're colonizers, so hmm. they're normally first in, first out of new environments. Okay. They love the harsh stuff. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple species that are like that that don't compete very well with other things. Like these guys do not compete with other species very well at all. Well, what do they eat? And like what uh, do they live on? They'll break off pretty. They'll break down pretty much any organic materials. Does that include like? Um, I don't know. Like I, I'd have to look. Like I guess I'll look at Keith tube effects worms that's a big branch mm-hmm. okay. so i bred black worms and they ate uh toilet paper oh okay uh that's all they ate It's toilet paper wow uh they didn't care if it was bleach toilet paper or not bleached toilet paper a- they ate toilet paper yeah so these things are quite capable of eating a lot of stuff right yeah hmm interesting and stuff i mean I'm not saying they could survive fully in oil or fully in antifreeze or paint thinner. Mm -hmm. But they're going to hang out in the areas in between uh, where there's a little bit of water.
0: Right, yeah. And if they can live there and nothing else can, they probably...
1: That's what they do. Uh, They do not do well with anything else in their environment. Yeah. Uh, That's why you don't see them, yeah. Right? Yeah, because the fish will just pick them apart. Fish love them. Uh, Other vertebrates love eating them. They're super easy. I mean, they're just... It's basically free food. Right, yeah. Uh, so they really like stuff where nobody else can live. I mean, I've seen them, seriously, a nuclear power plant outflow. And I not saying that it was radiated, but it was not the best stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we test for um, well, salinity and uh, our conductivity, mm-hmm. which is basically heavy metal dissolves, and we had a site we couldn't actually shock, and I did fish work, so I shocked fish. We just said we couldn't test them because it was so high.
0: Mm, okay. And
1: there's key worms there just looking. If you ever see legatee, that's when we start doing our job. When you see key worms, you know you're not going to catch fish.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: That's uh, a good indicator. Yeah, because the only reason they're there is there's no fish. Right, yeah. <clears throat> not saying that's... So they are present in systems with fish, but in extremely low numbers. And they fish live in them. the soil. Right. The only time you see them on the surface of the sand is when they're filmed world confident.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, so they they're they're buried in bury the, a
1: little bit. Yeah. They have to come out to eat.
0: Right, yeah. Okay.
1: Huh. Any other thoughts on that? Uh
0: hmm. not a whole lot. I mean I, I kinda I do I think I fall with you on that one, it makes
1: I think makes I think, a lot of sense. And I don't like being the fuddy duddy. Right. I was real excited. You could ask Jay if you ever meet him. I was really excited to do this one. I just seen the title. Like oh this is wicked. Well, when and you then, told me, no, I was excited. And <laughs> no. then I started reading, and I'm like oh my gosh, these are freaking tube effects worms. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, especially you have in history with
1: uh. And that's the only reason I know about. Stuff. It.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, because
1: I've done this work. I've been in the sewers. Like I literally got so sick last year, or two years ago. Wait, what was last year? Two years ago. Okay. I was out of work because I had uh, a lung worm. Oh wow. Uh, I couldn't breathe, and oh well, no, it was last year because it's during COVID. And they kept telling me I had COVID and I wouldn't test positive. And it's because a Vietnamese lungworm was eating me. <laughs> what the heck? And I don't even know.
0: I was going to ask where you pick
1: that up from. In the sewers. Yeah, but, yeah. Gosh. You know, you know the guy, uh, the, the, I went to an infectious disease doctor. And the guy that told me that's what I had was like, yeah, we really only see this in like really bad countries like Vietnam or people that like live in the sewer. yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's me. And he's like, have you been in the sewer? I'm like, yeah. And I had a hole in my waders. And oh. I had a bruise on my toe that was open. And he's like, oh, that's how they got in. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And then I took a medicine, and it was horrible, and it killed him instantly. It felt like it about killed me, though, too.
0: I was, was going to ask you what the medicine was, but we
1: better not discuss that yeah,
0: on. Just a medicine. Yeah. We won't say any terms I could get us yeah. banned. Yeah, I don't know
1: what... I don't even remember the name of it. it just a medicine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Huh. Uh, it's a one-dose kind of deal.
0: Yeah, it just shocks the system and gets rid of them.
1: Mm-hmm, man. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't get off the couch. Yeah. Like, uh... Good Lord. Yeah, that's scary. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, like... I couldn't go, to, like, to the bathroom. I'd get so winded. And mm-hmm. I'd be coughing up, like... I'd cough in my lung, and that's what I was doing. I was like, expelling the eggs.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And that's what they do. Wow. So you spread it. Spread it. Mm-hmm. They them. make you cough. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm glad you recovered from that or figured mm-hmm. it out. And most
1: most people, I don't know how to say this, most genetically European people do not get this. Mm-hmm. Even like when I had them and I coughed on you, you weren't going to get them.
0: Okay. Gotcha.
1: You had to be in a lot of them for a long time. Like hours. Like you're standing in waiters that are full of the water that they're in. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Very specific. That's why not much people have it, but you. Yeah, that was But uh yeah, that's that's the rub of it. Good old oil pit squids. Oil pit squids
0: and sinkhole Sammy. I think I saw a video of those little worms you're talking about Most on like. Have. Yeah, and like they were like, Oh, what's this creature? And
1: mm-hmm, they ran
0: nice. the camera down in the sewer system, mm-hmm. they found this. What is mm-hmm, it? It
1: looks like a brain. Yeah. That's two effects worms.
0: Yep, yep. Huh. Oil pit squids. I wonder yeah. I wonder if people, I wonder why they called them squids, or if that's the closest thing they could relate.
1: Uh, I think it's because it's, they look, I mean, a ball with a bunch of little tentacles come off it. True, yeah. Can... You think jellyfish or squid, and I heard a couple times jellyfish mm-hmm. come up, mm-hmm. but the squids is what stuck. Yeah. Hmm. So it's just like a name. Right, oh yeah,
0: for sure. For sure,
1: it's just I I think it's because they had a bunch of little tentacles, yep. which were the individual worms forcing their way into the ball.
0: Right, exactly, and it's dirty water yeah. anyway, so you're not getting a clear view. Yeah,
1: you just see these writhing purple gray masses. Okay, I can see. Something. Oh, and that's all the other thing I was gonna say: the writhing, disgusting masses. People that see two effects worms often get sick. Yeah, and uh, that's something deep in our our primitive part of our brain mm-hmm. that they make us visibly sick. Interesting.
0: Wonder what that is. That's weird.
1: It's just because it's a writhing mass of disgusting worms, and they're right in such an environment that you're already grossed out. Yeah, and then a pile sense. of pink worms just turning. It's it's actually gonna make me gag. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about other places I've seen them. Yeah, and it's normally the smell that gets you, and then it just the, they're the sight that's like with it along with the yeah, smell that's the one that pushes you over. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. All right, so I think it's Jay's turn to do the animal noise, the cryptid noise. Oh, no. And then you got to do Sam. Sinkhole Sam. I bet sink... Oh, that's what you want me to do? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet
0: sinkhole Sam. Uh, Oh, man. What did we decide we thought it was?
1: I don't know. It could be anything on that list.
0: True. I don't know. I don't think sinkhole Sam... But if he's smiling and he made a noise, it'd probably be something like... Hmm? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i love it <laughs> like tim allen from home improvement yeah that's yeah. that's it tim allen from home improvement is what single sam sounds like <laughs> so if we're over in the swamps of kansas you're,
0: uh, yeah yeah single sam's near it, it's not tim the dual man it could be it
1: could be either yeah. Uh, you <laughs> could tim allen could be out there roaming around he might be Tim Tim Allen could be Sinkhole Sam. Yeah. You heard it here first. That's a hot take. Yeah. All right, guys. I've been Justin. And I've been Jay. And we are Cryptids of the Corn, and we'll see you next week. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving.